I'd like to welcome all of you to, to worship today as we gather together, called together and united together by the Holy Spirit across time and space and place. It is good, as always, to be together and to worship together. <clears throat> Blessed be God, the one who forms us, Jesus who bears the cross, the Spirit who makes our joy complete. Amen. Let us bow before God in humility, confessing our sins. Steadfast and faithful God, you have revealed the ways of justice, yet we fail to follow you. We are overwhelmed by the world's violence and suffering. We are afraid to risk what we have for the sake of others. For the harm we have caused, known and unknown, forgive us. For the unjust demands we place on others and your creation, forgive us. For the ways we turn away from you and our neighbor, forgive us. Lead us back to you and set us on the right path. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Beloved in Christ, God's justice stretches beyond all understanding. God's compassion is beyond compare. In Jesus, God is always making a new way for us. In Christ, you are already and always forgiven. Amen. Let us pray. Beloved God, from you come all things that are good. Lead us by the inspiration of your spirit to know those things that are right. And by your merciful guidance, help us to do them. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Our first reading today is from Isaiah, the fifth chapter. Let me sing for my beloved my love song concerning this vineyard. My beloved had a vineyard on a very fertile hill. He dug it and cleared it of stones and planted it with choice vines. He built a watchtower in the middle of in the midst of it, and he hewed out a wine vat in it. He expected it to yield grapes, but it yielded wild grapes. And now, inhabitants of Jerusalem and people of Judah, judge between me and my vineyard. What more was there to do for my vineyard that I have not done in it? When I expected it to yield grapes, why did it yield wild grapes? And now I will tell you what I will do to my vineyard. I will remove its hedge, and it shall be devoured. I will break down its wall, and it shall be trampled down. I will make it a waste. It shall not be pruned or hoed, and it shall be overgrown with briars and thorns. I will also command the clouds that they rain no rain upon it. For the vineyard of the Lord of hosts is the house of Israel, and the people of Judah are the Lord's pleasant planting. The Lord expected justice but saw bloodshed, righteousness but heard a cry. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. This is the Holy Gospel according to Matthew, the 21st chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said to the people, Listen to another parable. There was a landowner who planted a vineyard, put a fence around it, dug a wine press in it, and built a watchtower. Then he leased it to tenants and went to another country. When the harvest time had come, he sent his slaves to the tenants to collect his produce. But the tenants seized the slaves and built one, or beat one, killed another, and stoned another. Again, he sent other slaves, more than the first, and they treated them in the same way. Finally, he sent his son to them, saying, They will respect my son. 
But when the tenants saw the son, they said to themselves, This is the heir. Come, let us kill him and get his inheritance. So they seized the son, threw him out of the vineyard, and killed him. Now, when the owner of the vineyard comes, what will he do to those tenants? They said to him, He will put those wretches to a miserable death and lease the vineyard to other tenants who will give him the produce at the harvest time. Jesus said to them, Have you never read in the scriptures the stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone? This was the Lord's doing, and it is amazing in our eyes. Therefore, I tell you, the kingdom of God will be taken away from you and given to a people that produces the fruits of the kingdom. The one who falls on this stone will be broken to pieces, and it will crush anyone on whom it falls. When the chief priests and the Pharisees heard this parable, they realized that he was speaking about them. They wanted to arrest him, but they feared the crowds because they regarded him as a prophet. The Gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. This is now parable two out of three that we are getting from Jesus where he is explaining to the chief priests, elders, and Pharisees that the kingdom of God isn't going to look like what they had imagined it would be. If you remember from last week, at this point in Matthew's gospel, we are in the middle of Holy Week. Last week's reading came from what would be Palm Sunday for us, and this reading for today comes from what would be the next day, so the Monday of Holy Week. And again, from last week, recall that the chief priests and the elders were trying to figure out if Jesus really is the Messiah that the crowds claimed him to be when they shouted out, Hosanna, Hosanna to the son of David. They are confused and worried because Jesus does stuff that they weren't expecting the Messiah to do. And with his triumphal entry into Jerusalem, the Romans are all stirred up and the Romans are starting to worry about a Jewish uprising. This further worries the religious leaders because if Jesus isn't the Messiah, They do not want to be punished by Rome for being associated with this Jesus. And now this all leads us to this kind of weird parable from Jesus about the landowner and the tenants and the vineyard. And at the end of it, the landowner does something that I doubt any of us would do. He sends his son, seemingly unarmed. And it would seem foolish to any of us to send our child seemingly without any form of protection into that scenario after what the tenants did to the previous slaves. Instead of something like that happened to any of us, we would call the authorities or at least show up with many more people and probably with some means of protecting ourselves. But of course, the purpose of the parables that Jesus tells us is to share something about who God is and how the kingdom of God will work. And it often does not conform to our expectations or the ways of the world. And again, you know, remember from last week, Jesus is not behaving how the religious leaders thought or expected the Messiah to behave. 
because there was this expectation that the Messiah would come and completely overthrow Rome, and it would be a wild military and political success. But we know that that's not what Jesus ends up doing. In our parable today, the landowner sends in his unarmed child who is killed. And God sent to us Jesus unarmed and who will be killed on the cross. Jesus points out to the religious leaders that the kingdom of God isn't coming with military might how they imagined that it would be. The kingdom of God isn't going to repay violence with violence. Instead, the kingdom of God takes what was the most horrific and violent act of that time, death by crucifixion, and transforms it into life for the world. Life for you and for all people. And though it doesn't always feel like it, we trust and we hope and we believe that God in Jesus Christ by the power of the Spirit is still and always will be transforming the acts of violence in this world that you and I experience today by the cross to bring new life. And this transformation will never be answering violence with more violence. It will always be Jesus giving of himself again and again for the sake of the world that God loves. And we do not have to look very far or very hard in our own world to see the acts of violence that we pray for and hope and trust that Jesus is there. And by the cross, Jesus continues to transform those situations. The religious leaders in this text were threatened by the notion that they might have been wrong about what the kingdom of God was going to look like. And the truth is that all of us misunderstand what the kingdom of God is going to look like from time to time. But Jesus doesn't say to those religious leaders that their time is up and they will be cut off permanently from God. For by the cross, Jesus is always making a way back for the religious leaders and for you and for me and for all people. By the cross, Jesus transforms us and the world again and again, daily giving of himself so that we and all people might live. Amen. We will sing together uh, the hymn, How Great Thou Art.
Living together in trust and hope, let us confess our faith. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into the dead. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Gathered together into one by the Holy Spirit, let us pray as Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. May Almighty God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit bless you now and forever. Amen. Go in peace. God is at work in you. Thanks be to God.